Hello and welcome to another episode of Meta Sidekicks. I don't remember which one it is. Ha! <laughs> wow, the ones that you use the most and you forgot them. I don't even. What day is today? Today's Wednesday. Okay, it's Wumbo Wednesday. We just got done doing a triad of ghost investigations, and we've only technically had like. It felt like we were there for a week. <laughs> yeah, when you only sleep five hours in between going and investigating and like using yeah, and all you your brain power for twelve hours. Yeah, it feels like one day is four days. Yeah, so we here there we for are. A week. It was a lot, but we're talking about today the haunting of Hill House, not not the like Netflix. Thank you. Yeah, I thought it was the Hill the Hill House on Netflix, but it's very different. But now it's also, I'm very confused about it. I don't watch scary things on the television. I've yeah. had like that Maudro murders well, thing on my Netflix, whatever. Like when it just goes through thingies. Yeah. I'm so tired of that goddamn man's eyes on my TV. That freaky ass black eyed stare. I don't know what you're talking about. I want to like tell Netflix that I hate them because I don't want that dude's face on my TV. But we reacted to Twin Paranormal's video on the Hill House and- the reason we chose that one is because Liv looked at it and was like, let's do the Hill House instead of Goatman Bridge because I thought we were going to do Goatman Bridge. And she was like, I know things about Goatman Bridge. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't know if this is about the Hill House on Netflix, <laughs> but I also don't remember if that was a real thing or if I had a fever dream while watching that. So is it not at all like related to it? The Hill House on Netflix, A, it's like a huge Victorian house, number one. The internet does say that the hill house in texas is a victorian mansion no i know <laughs> i'm aware but there are sources that call it that so. probably because it's on netflix mm, maybe <laughs> yeah the house on netflix is a big victorian mansion and it's like extremely haunted and there's like some weird bent neck lady on that show of course classic that is like a sleep paralysis demon classic that ends up Spoiler, if you don't want to listen to this, it's about to happen. Um, that ends up being her from the future from coming the back to haunt her. Because she died by hanging in the house because it's haunted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so it has nothing to do with this place that we're talking so about. So it's kind of like season one of, what is that show that I watched with you in college and couldn't watch it again because it gave me like anxiety? Was it The Hill House? No. I don't know. The... It, that one has clowns in it. Sorry, there's a lot that have clowns. You mean American Horror Story? Yes. Oh, okay. I was going to say American Psycho. No, American Horror Story. I only ever watched season one. So it's kind of like season one American Horror Story-ish where like they don't realize that it's they've already died. It's season one. Isn't it? There's no clowns in season one. No, no, no. The season one is like where the people are living in the house, but they yeah. don't know that they're dead yet. No, they know that they're dead. They don't figure it out until the end, though. Oh, I'm talking about in Hill House. Oh, they do know that like they're dead? Like, in Hill House on Netflix. They uh, know that the, the ghosts are ghosts. Yeah. But... No, I'm talking about this girl has sleep paralysis uh -huh. dreams yes. of her future ghost self that died from hanging in the house. Yeah. So she it's knows it's a ghost because she's having a sleep paralysis dream, but she doesn't know it's her. She just thinks it's a ghost haunting her until it happens to her. Yeah, and then Spoiler she's like, alert. oh, shit, it's me. Right? Yeah, when she's dying. Well, yeah, but that's <laughs> the same thing that happens in season one of the of horror story stuff. Not really. 
they find she finds her body in the basement she's like oh well crap i've just been reliving yeah, but all she of this wasn't having sleep paralysis dreams oh. of her ghost well yeah very different she's having normal dreams of that weird guy anyways <laughs> that screwed with me too i couldn't i wanted to be really cool like friends with you so we would like knit and watch that on my laptop in my room yeah, I like to horrify people with the stuff I watch. And I couldn't watch it anymore because I was having, like, heart palpitations. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to talk about the real Hill House to the best of our abilities because we reacted to Twin Paranormal's YouTube extravaganza of it. And it's interesting. So, it's weird. First of all, buckle up. It's kind of a long one, but it's a good one. I couldn't find a lot of stuff on the house itself because in Twin Paranormal, the guys give a really good synopsis of like the things that they wanted to cover. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But where did you find this information? Cause I cannot find it anywhere. Anywhere. I looked up. Probably because Hill House is a popular Netflix series. It's so annoying. I tried. So it buries everything. It's Netflix. Get your shit together. Get that Madro dude off my fucking television. Obviously Netflix <laughs> should just be making another hill series a hill house series about the actual hill house <laughs> as long as it gets that weird dead ass face dude on my tv off there's another hill house that is a victorian mansion i mean the internet says that it is <laughs> that's also in texas but in a different spot that I would mean, be super confusing to be to sound like an asshole we've gone to places that call themselves castles but i don't really think that they're castles i think they're just mansions when i think of castle i think like dungeons and dragons escapade castles that have so many rooms that you only are on one side of it and then the rest of it is where like all of the guests stay when the kings and queens got to bring people in for like fun times okay a castle defined by google is a large building typically of the medieval period fortified against attack with thick walls battlements towers and in many cases a moat exactly We've never gone to a castle that fits that description, and that is my internal description well, they of a castle. Built or uh, fortified, according to this definition, during the medieval period. No, because they were built in the Victorian period, which well, comes after the medieval period. Would we have them in here, like on the U.S. soil? I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. They just call themselves castles, but really they're mansions. Okay. I mean, I'm okay with you calling yourself a castle if you want to call yourself a castle, but in my book. You you do you, boo, but I, I myself am a small bungalow of a human being, and if you want to call yourself a castle, go for it, but unless you're a beefcake wearing a suit of armor, you ain't no castle. Okay, defining the word mansion. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very broad term that means a large impressive house, or a large building divided into apartments, or a manor house. Yes, much it's better. Very vague. Mansion, way easier. But the places that we've gone to have not been actual castles. But do I still love them dearly? Yes. Do I think that they can call themselves castles if they want to? Again, you do you, boo. But until there's suits of armor and a possible moat in which I can get eaten by a piranhas, alligators, or even just death quicksand, it's not a castle. So the difference between a castle and a manor house or a mansion was that a castle was fortified for the purpose of defense, while manor houses usually weren't fortified. Both structures were used as homes for medieval lords and were usually surrounded by farmland. So that's the difference. A castle is fortified for the purpose of defense. Okay. So whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're welcome. I mean, one of them had peacocks. You peacock. <laughs> you just have, you get to a house. How is this? You call yourself a castle? We do, It sir. was not fortified for defense. You got the peacocks tell- coming out. They're in suits of armor. <laughs> we should just go to castles and then tell the tour guide, this was not fortified for defense. <laughs> Russell needs to have a fucking, uh, what is it? A suit of armor mask. He just like slowly puts down the, the shield on the eyes. <laughs> wow. Your Wait. plant is giving me intrusive thoughts and it wants to be in the sun. Not that one. The one that's on the table over there. Yeah, Bradley put him in new soil, and he's used to having soil that just keeps the water for eca- like decades, and that soil's like, bit, 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 and it, it just dries out, and he's like, um, whatever. It like doesn't know what to do, so I it's know. like it wants to be in sun now. Yeah. You're I can, welcome. I can put him downstairs in the kitchen. I've been thinking about that. I gave him some water. He got a little more turgor pressure inside his little leafy leaves, but he's, he's not happy anymore. Anyways... <laughs> The next time we go to something that says it's a castle, I'm bringing a suit of armor so that it therefore can be a castle for at least a small... Because it can be fortified for defense. What if we just bring vitamin milk? Fortified with A and D. Make a t-shirt that says fortified for defense. Making your humble abode a castle in one easy step. (laughs) For one easy payment of $7.95. Of the Hill House. (laughs) Oh, anyways... I couldn't find a lot on the Hill House that I thought was fun, so I tried to use my bazillion dollars of student college debt to uh, figure out my critical thinking skills of how can I figure out that this place could be haunted and the reasons behind it and why. So I started out with figuring out why the Fizuk Mineral Texas is an important place in the history of the United States, and I found a really cute little story. So this house was built in Mineral Wells, Texas, specifically... Let me, let me go down there. Uno momento, por favor. The current haunted hill house sits at 501 Northeast 1st Street, Mineral Wells, Texas. According to Realtor.com, it is a single family home with five bedrooms, two bathrooms, 2,840 square feet in total. And the house is situated on a 1.39 acre lot with an estimated current value of $202,000. I really want Uncle Roger to say that. Uncle, Uncle Raja. I don't know who that is. He's this guy who's of Asian descent on the TikToks, and he just talks in the quintessential cliche Asian way. I don't think I've seen him. What? <laughs> so. I'm gonna, okay. Okay. Until Hill House is at 501 Northeast 1st Street in Mineral Wells, Texas. That's my best impersonation of Uncle, Uncle Raja. Anyway, mm-hmm. I love him. He's a national treasure. He's up there with like Betty White and Dolly Parton. Anyways, if you hear this, Uncle Raja, we could be friends. I'm okay with that. Um, but it, this house doesn't have a big, 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 big solidified history that I could find on the internet. So that's why I was like looking at realtor.com trying to find like past records of people that owned it because usually that's descriptions of how the house was marketed to people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was did trying you to find see... that it was a bed and breakfast? Yes, but okay. not on realtor.com and not in well, any yeah. like back things. It's just interesting that you found it on realtor.com and it was a bed and breakfast. It was not nice when I saw it on realtor.com. It Probably. Like it had been Probably entirely... got abandoned by like some psychopaths that do rituals in the house. I mean, 
I heard the history from Twin Paranormal. That was before the bed and breakfast, though. I know. Wasn't the the weird people that did ritual stuff before the bed and breakfast? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then the bed and breakfast brought it, and then I couldn't find anything after that. That's what I'm saying. Anyways. Why would you? It's a bed and breakfast. Well, it's even, not on Realtor.com anymore. Well, usually on Realtor.com, it'll say like when the house was built. It didn't even say uh, <laughs> when the house was built. So the best thing Probably that I built could, by ghosts. The best thing that I could find was built in the 1800s, but there was no exact date that can be found. So, anyways, I wanted to figure out why this house could be haunted, given the critical thinking skills that college has afforded me of the surrounding areas history itself so given the area in which this house sits how could it be therefore related to the hauntings that may or may not happen in it so you're gonna talk about those weird astrological line things no we're not gonna talk about ley lines we're gonna talk about the quick history of mineral wells and if you like history like i do and story time then you're gonna gonna love it yeah it was really bad in history class i got yelled at a lot for taking notes i fell asleep in history class though but i did good so my teacher I got screamed at for taking notes. I'm sorry. And I was scared of her, so I just didn't tell her I was taking notes. You, you should know? tell me what her name is, and I'll go beat her up. And that is definitely not going to happen on a podcast. Well, you can tell me off podcast, and I'll find who she is and bake her some bad cookies. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can tell you right now, they're going to be bad because I can't bake. Anyways, history of Mineral Wells, Texas. Around 1887, and the house says it was built pre-Civil War, which is something not like 1786 or something so not 1887 but anyways around 1887 jw lynch and his family moved to eastern texas and purchased 80 acres of land he and his wife suffered from rheumatoidism and other associated and unassociated ailments he was too poor to hire someone to dig a well on his property for him and his family to get water so they ended up going to the nearby pollard farm which was about three miles away Eventually, Mr. Lynch dug a 30-foot water well himself and was eventually able to hire a contractor to dig the rest of the well for him with a drill. So around 110 feet. So mind you, this dude dug 30 feet of it by himself with rheumatoidism and other associated ailments. And then at 110 feet, with the help of someone else, was able to find water. So their joy of striking water was eventually crushed, soon crushed, when they learned that they couldn't drink the water, they couldn't even use it for coffee due to its horribly hellacious poor qualities. Could you imagine? Like, you're like, I bought 80 acres of land, moved to Texas to try and make myself feel better, and now I and just... the water's crunchy. <laughs> water is crunchy. <laughs> it's got so much iron in it, it's crunchy. Wow. Yeah. His water was crunchy, so he was upset. <laughs> I'm upset. So they decided to take the risk and drink the water anyways. Still walking three miles one way just to get water from their neighbor's farm. And that's how the hill had eyes had happened. (laughs) Possibly. Because if you don't know, in the reaction video, Liv was like, there are these two guys here that have hills have eyes vibes. (laughs) You know. Never watched the movie, but I get it. So eventually, this guy was called Judge Lynch. So he drank this water, and for a short time, his health got severely worse because the crunchy water Weird. did not make him feel better fearing for his health because it already wasn't the best he stopped drinking the wells water but his family was like screw it we've been walking three miles one way just to get water we're gonna drink this shit if it kills us 
because we don't care. We got nothing to lose. It's Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. Except even for the water. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Which, according to Emma, is crunchy. So in a few That's short... it's mineral wells. They got minerals in their wells. <laughs> in a few short weeks, his family, who continued to drink the water, became hardy. Hardy. What? They just kept drinking the water and they got better. Like his wife had rheumatism and stuff too. And his kids that were like, oh, I don't feel very good drinking this water. They're like, well, if it kills me, I don't care, dad. Screw like it. When you drop your food on the ground and you're like, it's good for the, <laughs> the immune system. Yeah, that's me every day. <laughs> it makes day. you hearty. Hearty, 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 hearty. <laughs> Jesus. So in a few short weeks, his family got well and became hearty drinking the water. Because of this, Mr. Lynch decided to try drinking the water once more. Surprisingly, soon he too became well again. He sent word to others he knew that were also unwell, and after drinking his well's water, they too were cured of all of their ailments. Word spread like wildfire in the town of Mineral Wells, Texas, was born! That's, that's the short and curly of it. The long version of it is at this point in September 18, 1881, only three families lived in the area. And after word got out that the well's healing properties were real, a swarm of people started camping in the new town and buying land as soon as October 1st. But by November 1st, there was so much development that had taken place that one of the people that I found, I don't remember his name, but I put the author of the next following recounts is of the Young Mineral Wells, Texas. This guy was a teacher. He had seven pupils enrolled at his school in the beginning of October 1881. And by the end of the semester, he had 198 children and had to hire two extra teachers to assist him. Many hotels sprung up because of this. Everyone's like, I gotta get me some mineral water from Texas. And they were literally were just in camps, like tents, camping. Dude, people in deserts are weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys got some weird stuff about water in deserts, which makes sense. But also, you're drinking some iron water. Some crunchy water. Some crunchy water. <laughs> and so, because all of these people just started basically camping here, all of the people that started settling there, the more wealthy started having hotels, Red light districts and saloons had started to become built and a rush of people were not very happy about the red light portion of it. But, you know, it happens. People go there, they're horny and they want to gamble and drink. So I wanted to talk about a couple of the stories from Mineral Wells, Texas, because this person, this author of the, I mean, I literally found this guy who wrote, typed out a little book thingy. He's like, I lived here in 1880. And I saw all this shit happen. He like helped on the railroads. He's like, I was the teacher that taught all these people. I sat on the councils. I knew everything that was happening. And <laughs> it's great. So he talks about some of his firsthand accounts of the water actually helping people. So I wanted to talk about that. One of his first stories is that Mr. W.R. Austin was an older man who lived in the west part of town. He had sore eyes and could scarcely see the ground. He had a horse at home, and this is the cutest part of the story. He had a horse at home that would walk him from his home to mineral wells so that this old man could drink the water and, like, rinse his eyes out in it, and then the horse would just take him home. So, like, this dude can't see shit for dick. He just gets on this horse, and this horse, he's like, giddy up, old whistle. And the horse just walks him to this place. He dunks his actual whistle, gets back on the horse, and then just goes back home. Could you imagine having a pony that just has autopilot? I mean, 
<laughs> Most ponies do. I know, but it just makes me happy that this guy can't see shit in his little old, you know. A horse knows the lesson. <laughs> he knows what's going on. It just makes me happy because every like picture that I found of old Texas, everyone's just on like a mule. So it mm. might say horse, but this old guy that can't see anything's probably on this like 12, 12 hand mule. <laughs> just going from one place to the next. Anyways, so this man claimed, Mr. W.R. Austin, that after six weeks exactly of using the water, he spotted a rabbit 75 yards away on his ride over to the well. So miraculously, after six weeks of drinking the mineral water, mineral wells, Texas water, and like splashing his eye hole holes with it, he was like, I could spot a hair from a mile away. Wow. On his little tiny horse. <laughs> he could see you all magically. I could see again. <laughs> because of that iron in the water. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I had a really crunchy water. <laughs> crunchy water. So there was another one. His name is Mr. J.M. Allen, and he was said to be an old pioneer and invalid who sought out the water. After drinking it, he claimed he became sick. Big story. So his old pioneer was mentally handicapped, and he decided to, you know, go to the water. After drinking it, he claimed it made him really, really sick. So he packed himself and all of his little belongings, and he took to the Millsap Hack. So before the railroad came to Mineral Wells, they just had this hack pony line that would take people from Millsap, Texas to Mineral Wells and the adjoining areas just on horses. They just had a little hack line. Uh-huh. Isn't people that cute? Deserts. I just, I had so much fun reading these, just imagining people on old ass donkeys, like attached one by one, like camels or little elephants, just walking to go find some water. People in deserts. <laughs> we we covered what was it? Pyramid Lake with yeah. Patrick. Mm-hmm. This sounds just like that. Just in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, he said that the water made him sick. So he packed himself up and took the Millsap hack out of town. On his way out, he began to feel better, and he was astounded. So much so that he paid his one dollar hack fee and got ponied back to Mineral Wells, where it is soon said that he got sound of mind and body, found himself a wife, built a hotel, and ran it with her for ten years. People really shouldn't go to deserts. It tells me that we are not biologically supposed to be in deserts. <laughs> probably. <laughs> this is probably my favorite story because it, it's a it's a rom com. It's not really the com part, but it's the romantic part. So. A woman was paralyzed from the hips down, and her husband was a, a train conductor, and he heard of Mineral Wells Springs. So, after numerous doctors had failed to help his wife, ultimately telling her that she would never walk again, he decided to make arrangements for her to be brought to Mineral Wells, Texas, in hopes that the water would work wonders for her, too. She arrived in town by herself, carried by the hack. Just could you imagine being paralyzed from the waist down and someone just kicks you up over on a horse and is like, there you go, Bessie, we're going to take you into town. Well, how else are you going to get there? I don't know. It just would be awkward, especially if it's a little donkey. Just... Uh-huh. <laughs> it's interesting to me. <laughs> so she arrived in town by herself, carried by the hack, and was brought to the Johnson Hotel. Her condition dictated she had to be waited on hand and foot. Since she couldn't go to the numerous mineral wells, springs, and bathhouses that they had themselves, one of the owners by the name of Mr. Austin placed a bathtub in her hotel room and carried water buckets into her room to fill the tub by himself every day. After bathing and drinking the water regularly, before the third week of her stay had passed, she was walking by herself. 
The day her husband came to see her, she sat in a chair waiting for him. As he opened the door, she stood up and walked across the floor to greet him. It took him several minutes to compose himself for the sheer joy of seeing his lovely wife in her improved state. It shocked him. She moved later to Fort Worth and visited several times in her life, exclaiming that she wanted to see the place that saved her life. Isn't that adorable? So when are we getting to the Hill House? I just want to talk about like the stuff that happened around it, you know? Oh, this is making you haunted? I mean, it could be. There, there's a lot of people that were there before this house was built. I'm assuming so many people could have stayed there because I should probably have said this earlier, but the Hill House itself was built in the 1880s again, but it wasn't exactly known. I saw this, I think it was on the pieces of paper that Twin Paranormal put in their video of like information that they had. The house started as an A-framed built by a man with the last name of Kyle, who before the Civil War took it upon himself to name him some sort of policeman or sheriff of the area and murdered the surrounding Native American people that called where the house lives now their home. (laughs) So he was like, I'm a rootin'. the Hill House? Or owned it? Yes. Mm. I mean, own is a loose word. (laughs) When you decide to just take a property and kill the Native American people that are living on it and then call it your own. I don't know if you really own it. Well, if he built the house, <laughs> technically he owns the house. I guess so. He just doesn't own the property in which the house has been erected. I mean, he sounds like a dude he had extraordinary to me. we already talked about the weird people that were in this house. So that was the first guy. He erected the A-frame portion of the house before the Civil War after murdering Native American people. Later, this dubbed the house to be named the Kyle House before it was the Hill House, the Haunted Hill House. It was called the Kyle House. So after he built the Amfrey portion as a sort of like policeman, lookout, rootin' tootin', duty head, espionage lair, the building was later used as a makeshift hospital during the Civil War and eventually added onto and occupy the two men that are named Curly and Lester. The home is said to have direct ties to the Baker Hotel, which was that big giant hotel that you see at the beginning of the video. Mm -hmm. And it opened in 1929. So the house was once a brothel that supplied women, four people at the hotel, and bootlegged items to the hotel as well. Do you know when Prohibition happened? No. I think it was bad at history, remember? I have to look it up. Because I don't know why you'd have to bootleg things. Okay, so Prohibition was ratified on january 16th 1919 so it went dry on 1920 so i don't know when did prohibition end so it wasn't until 10 years later in the 30s 1933 that the 21st amendment was ratified and the 18th amendment yeah so in 1933 prohibition was ichnade but it went into effect in 1919 so if the hotel was built in 1929 then it only had like four years of bootlegging technically i don't know it just like bothers me that the only thing that this house is said to be tied to is the baker hotel which apparently was like the coolest of the coolest hotels during its day i mean had an olympic sized swimming pool right when you walked in the front doors because Mm -hmm. mineral wells they're like i gotta wash my body into crunchy water yeah yeah so I don't, I don't know. It's weird to me. But it makes sense because we were talking to uh, souls that were probably a part of the brothel. 
Mm-hmm. So this town, after it got set up and all of these people were like, we're going to go dunk our whistle in the trough at the mineral wells, it had struggles. The town, again, like I said, had a lot of red light districts or red light areas that opened up as well as brothels. And I mean, that's what red light means, but the bars and things and the people that were there weren't super happy about it. But it wasn't until almost close to the 1900s that the town was actually incorporated. So it wasn't until 1882 that the town was legally incorporated as Mineral Wells, Texas in the United States. And it wasn't until 1920 that the U.S. Census visited and was like, how many people are you? So, but during that time, this dude named Kyle built an A-frame house, killed lots of indigenous people because he's a duty head. And, uh, There was brothels and bootlegging and red light districts and this hotel that was built and all of these things happening. And this hill house was just right, right there happening, doing, doing its thing. That sounds like an uncool thing. (laughs) Probably why it's haunted. (laughs) Probably why. There was a drought from 1886 to 1888 that like a lot of. People in deserts. You're in Texas. They ain't got no crunchy water during that time. No, they didn't have crunchy water. Like a whole bunch of things died at one point. There was a little bit of rain in like 1886, 1887. And what they used to keep the livestock alive was the leaves that were still crunchy on the trees. They just shucked all the leaves off of the trees and fed them to their cows. People in desert. (laughs) (laughs) It's an interesting thing. So anyways, let's talk about the Hill House itself, since now you guys kind of know a little bit about the hotel that was around it. I think the hotel was 450 rooms. It was like the biggest hotel in the United States at the time. It had the swimming pool. Lots of people stayed there. It was alleged that the infamous couple, Bonnie and Clyde, stayed there a couple times. Judy Garland, I think, stayed there. And then other people that even I don't know. (laughs) So... Anyways, the Haunted Hill House is known for these scary things. According to the people that own it right now, it is known for, I didn't know this was a word, but AVPs. Do you know what that means? No. We got your EVPs and then they got your AVPs. Your AVPs are audible voice phenomenons, whereas EVPs are electronic voice phenomenons. All right. When we were at the Wilson Castle, mm-hmm. when we heard... My baby. Uh-huh. That's an AVP. <laughs> what, because we heard it? Yeah. An oh. AVP is only when the voice recorder hears it, but no one okay. else does. Question. Possible does answer. Does it matter that we're psychic mediums? <laughs> I assume no, because if you hear it audibly in a group of people. Okay. At the, uh, what is it? So the Madison and Seminary? That was the last place we went to. Fairfield Infirmary. It's the middle place we went to. Is that the one that had the morgue? Yeah. Okay, Fairfield Infirmary. That weird place in the morgue where you can hear everybody because of the water? Yeah. AVP. Weird. Yeah. Got it? Yeah. You also have no idea what what we're talking about because that podcast is not going to come out for a while. But that's okay. You'll be able to watch the video and then you too can understand what we're talking about. No, we were at this place in, okay, so you know Em and I are psychic mediums, and if you don't. What? Surprise! You should probably watch the rest of our content if you don't know Em. <laughs> um, and we usually hear things clear audiently, which is audibly, but it's uh, 
metaphysical, so it's different for people that don't understand or don't perceive clairaudient information. But when we were at the Fairfield Infirmary during our investigation, if you go in the morgue, which is, in my opinion, the least scary place of the entire joint, there is a spring that runs under the morgue. And if you stand in the backhand corner of the room in between the two doors for the other opening portions of the ice box that is the place that you're standing in, you can hear people through the adjacent doorway that leads to the reception desk area and hear clear, audible fucking talking of people having conversations. And you don't have to be a psychic medium to hear it. Yeah, and there is a soul in there that was talking about how that's possible. Yeah. And I have synesthesia, so I can see sounds. And they showed me the voices of the souls talking and how they are usually at a higher frequency, which is why people can't normally hear them. Like a dog whistle. Yeah. But the sound of the spring that goes underneath the building is at a lower pitch, which is why it is audible for humans to hear. So if the voices of the souls get put into this sound of the spring, it makes it low enough so that you can hear it. So it's kind of like putting a glass against a door. You're able to change the frequency so that you're able to hear it better. Mm-hmm. we were like in the magic conch shell of the entire place <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was wild so that's like an avp evp again is like if you're using your voice recorder and you like ask some questions and then play it back and then you're like oh, i heard something now on the voice recorder so this place is f- renowned according to the owners for both avp activity and evp activity only 50 percent of all visitors who rent the home for the night for paranormal investigations are able to make it through the night according to the owners and the most haunted portion of the home is the upstairs said to be haunted by an inhuman entity named toby well i guess that's true because twin paranormal left after that dude got scratched oh they didn't make it through the night did they technically they they left after he got scratched mm. i don't know how long that was put some bacitracin on it call it an a jesus i need some uh if that does happen, though, I'm just telling you, we need to be prepared. I need to have a unicorn sparkle band-aids. It's the only what way I'm staying. if you I'm get staying. scratched by a demon? Yeah. Yeah. I just need unicorn band-aids. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> and some, oh, like, okay. pain-relieving neosporin. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Jesus. So the owner, the current owner, Kathy, no longer goes upstairs because of this entity named Toby. Mm-hmm. We need a dun-dun. <laughs> Button. Dun dun. <laughs> so, in the 1930s, this place that was originally built by a dude named Kyle owned it, and their names were Curly and Lester. So, before it was called the Haunted Hill House, it was called the Kyle House, and is said to have been related very closely to the Baker Hotel, which is literally with an eye shot of the front porch. Later in the 1970s, after Curly and Lester vacated the premises and possibly with things happening in between it, but I couldn't find anything, a family called the Montgomerys bought the home. And apparently, according to Twin Paranormal, they had practiced satanic worship, summoning of demons, and voodoo, which I find to be a uh, interesting, specific thing to Well, they probably weren't doing someone. voodoo. They were probably just doing demonic rituals. Yeah. Well, there's a big thing on the internet about like you can't say voodoo or hoodoo because it's not usually well, it's because people correct. don't know what it is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they think it's like a part of the weird satanic rituals and it's not. It's an eth- ethnic religion. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very different. But I'm just saying I uh, am quoting or going off of the information from Twin Paranormal's eloquent beginning of their video. Yeah. It's probably just demonic rituals. You know, the usual. Sounds about Casual. right. Casual. Casual. <laughs> uh, and then this guy named Phil bought the home after the Montgomery's just, I guess, up and vanished. They pulled him Jeff the Mongoose and vanished. And then Phil was like, this seems like a great place for a B&B. Uh, but it was too haunted. So he was like, oh, drats. Wow. My beautiful Airbnb type thing is gone. Foiled. Bed Foiled and it. breakfast. <laughs> Foiled it. Sorry. Um. Anyways. Let's get into the hauntings, shall we? Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc i'm ready (laughs) what is it i'm ready vacation what is it you don't remember i don't know okay (laughs) so some of these are contradictory of of themselves depending on the source that i found it from and i talk about the um sources when they contradict so one room is reportedly haunted by a spirit named dr jaeger one night a guest was lying on the bed in the room and began taunting mr jaeger or dr jaeger i guess suddenly something yanked her off the bed the incident was captured on one of the estes's numerous security cameras so i should also preface that the couple that bought the home are kathleen kathleen or kathy and Depending on the source, they say his her husband's name is Sonny or Eddie Estes. Interesting. So Maybe both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I feel like Sonny's a nickname, but it, I, I thought it was I short horse for name Sonny. I did too. He was my favorite. <sighs> I mean, very chill dude. What is Sonny short for? I thought it was Sonny for like short for a uh, like sunward. So, sunward is a name. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I'm being funny. Well, I'm too autistic for that shit. <laughs> anyways depending on what his name is it's the source so one year later the same woman who was yanked off the bed after taunting dr jaeger returned to the hill house only to be paranormally scratched so badly that blood seeped through her shirt i mean if you were a duty head the first time why would you come back and do it again because it's more fun when no one can see you what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What do I mean? Oh, oh, oh. You mean the duty head as in like the guy that scratched her or the oh. entity that scratched her. I was saying she was a duty head because she was oh, egging on a spirit. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the duty head that like did demonic rituals and then came back as a duty head. No. <laughs> I mean, if you're someone that's egging like, on well, a spirit. Duh. <laughs> I want to come back and haunt people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're egging on a spirit, you're going to be the duty head. But again, this is just what the but internet he's said. also a duty head so well, who's the duty head 
she was being <laughs> mean to him. So he pushed her or yanked her, depending on how so you So hard that she it. bled through her shirt. Well, that's the second time. She came mm, back for seconds okay. and she got just desserts. I don't know which one you want. Ha! <laughs> that one. I want wow. that one. Sorry. I mean, it, if the woman who was in the video on the show, because I assume that's the one, because they said that it tries to get like stolen a lot or whatever, that video, because the Estes's or Estes, yeah, the Estes's have cameras all in the house, like in every single room. So they caught it on camera and everyone's like, oh, she got yanked out of the bed. If you hear this, maybe you weren't being a duty head. Maybe you oh, were just minding the your one own that business. Got pulled out of the bed? As far as I can understand, oh. yes, that is the one that is on the video. And it says that she got was- it. One source says that she was egging on a soul or a spirit named Dr. Jaeger, and that is what happened. And then a year later, she came back, and then she got scratched. Well, who do you think as a medium pulled her off the bed? Well, I remember when we were doing the reaction video, we thought that was a woman. Do you she think there's something two different about people it? doing it? Possibly. Because I think you're right in saying the woman pulled her off the bed. Mm -hmm. But I think someone else scratched her if she came back the second time. Ah. Uh. Well, this is where it's, it's weird because that one says that the woman was taunting a Dr. Jaeger in a, in a room. And then there's another recount where it says, moving furniture, disembodied voices, apparitions, and even physical incidents all happen in the house. And reportedly, most of these incidences happen in a room called Jacob's room. And I'll get to Jacob in a second. But it says that there's a video, and this is a quote from Kathy, I believe, the owner. There's a video that everyone is wanting to share on all the ghost shows. People are even sharing it illegally where a girl gets yanked off the bed. Catherine said she was in here provoking, saying, I am a woman. What are you going to do to me? And then she gets pulled hard. A guy comes in an hour later and says, oh, you want to mess with women? And it pushes him into two girls. And then it slammed the door. She also said, I was in there and I woke up with my hair tied to the bed. People have had crazy experiences in, quote, Jacob's room. So this confuses me because the other source says that it in, it insinuates that this incident happened in the when the woman was taunting Dr. Jaeger. Then it says that she was talking about being a woman, which lines up a little bit more about what I was saying and you were saying in the video during our reaction. So I don't I don't know. Is it Jacob's room? Is it Dr. Jaeger's room? Is it someone else's room? Is it not anybody's room? Who's Jacob? So we will get to Jacob. Is Jacob supposed to be a little boy? Because that's what I thought when they were talking about him. Yeah. Okay. So according to one of the town's elderly, he just went to the house after Catherine and Eddie, or Sonny. What did I call him? Sunward? <laughs> Sorry. Sunward. <laughs> Bought it and told them that the hollowed out log out back with a cross etched in it is the marker for the death of an eight-year-old boy named Jacob Henry Kyle, who was hanged from a tree in the 1940s. He said the boy was born to one of the working women of the home, and he used to play this man who came to this house and told Catherine and Eddie of his own free will that he used to play at the house when he was a child and knew what had happened to the boy, but that he had never experienced any paranormal activity there. So Jacob's the one that got hanged? Yes. Okay. Why? Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. dark hair? I think so. Okay. That's what I thought when we were watching the video, too. Yeah, that's what I see for him. But I also find it interesting that his last name is Kyle, supposedly, because the first guy that owned the house was named Kyle. Like, the guy that built the aid frame and killed, like, murdered Native Americans and was like, oh, I'm the sheriff of this town. 
Are you sure his name his last name is Kyle? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I'm not sure. It's what I saw on the like picture of the notes that Twin Paranormal had. I don't know then. So, and this was in the 1940s, but the Kyle dude that built the eight frame aim frame was like Civil War 1800s, 1880s. So I don't think he'd be there in the 1940s. I don't know. I feel like the soul's telling me his last name wasn't Kyle, but I could be wrong. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> so anyways, I just thought that was interesting. So the Estes's became interested in the house when the price, the asking price on the market went from 180000 to 80000 And one of their very first visits or during their first visit to the house the current owner, Kathy, said that they watched a green silhouette of a little boy go up the stairs, comma, a ball bouncing, and numerous voices that they heard. So they saw a boy walk up the stairs in a green silhouette, Ghostbuster style, a random ball just bouncing because there was a comma. Because I was like, wait, was he, the ball, was the boy bouncing a ball up the stairs? No, comma, just, it is just a ball bouncing. Woohoo! <laughs> and they heard, Numerous AVPs. So that's fun. So after the couple purchased the house, they began working on the fireplace and they noticed that there was a fake brick wall with dirt in between it. They were curious about its fabrication in general, but also because apparently this outlaw named Sam Bass, it's reported that his gold is supposedly hidden at the home, could not find anything on Sam Bass or his relation to the home. So maybe it's just like a Texas secret, like Kentucky Fried Chicken, like the seven spices are a secret. It's or the hallucinations surrounding water. <laughs> That's probably not nice to say, but also just desert lakes. There's always these crazy stories of like sirens and stuff like that. Anybody from Texas, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just like old wise tales. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so apparently there is the speculation that outlaw Sam Bass's gold was supposedly hidden at the home. But instead of finding, finding gold, they found an old burnt newspaper with their last name legible in its print. So they say that this brick wall is fake. Yeah, it's like an illusion. And they didn't look behind it. No, they did. And what's behind it? A burnt Nothing. piece of newspaper that has their last name printed on it. Okay. And their last name is so Estes. It a hidden room? I don't, it didn't say. It just said they there just, was a fake wall in the fireplace. They just like plastered a piece of newspaper and then put bricks over it? They <laughs> put dirt, uh-huh. a burnt piece of a newspaper, and then bricks over that. And then there was the fireplace. That's how I'm going to build the house. What are you yeah. going to put put in there? What burnt piece Dude, of information? I don't know. My parents got rid of their bar and there was like a whole ass wrench in there inside the wall. Is that like when we were doing, what was it? There was a, uh, some, we were reacting to some video uh-huh. and it was like a pistol was found underneath the remains of the whatever. And I was like, that's a dude. He's like, man, I lost that six shooter. It was great. Yeah, you accidentally put it in the wall while you're drywalling and lost forever. Like, where the heck did I put that thing? Yeah, and the only thing I could think of is any rational reason that the name Estes would be on a newspaper during the time is the Stanley Hotel was also built around the time this house was created. And Was it near the Stanley Hotel. Well, the Stanley Hotel's in Colorado, so it's not necessarily no, near it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but if you're reading a newspaper, though, about the Stanley Hotel, 
Uh-huh. Around the same time, I feel like the explosion of the Stanley Hotel might have happened if you look at the date on the newspaper, and they might have been talking about Estes, Colorado. I'm still confused. Why <laughs> is there newspaper plastered to some some bricks? I'm just trying to figure out why the word Estes would be in there. And Estes, yeah. Colorado could be historically relevant to the time frame in which the newspaper was printed, burned, and put in a random wall. Or it was the ghost that did it. That's what they say. (laughs) Really? (laughs) They're like, since our last name was on the newspaper, we were meant to have this house. Dude, that's what I'm going to do as a ghost. (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to do that because that seems very physical, but sounds really funny. Well, if time is an illusion, it already has happened, hasn't happened, and will happen. You should just know. We should just get Airbnbs and we just (laughs) (laughs) hide rooms and stuff in it. Davy Jones locker. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on board. People I'm s- would destroy our Airbnb trying to find it. But that's the fun part. Is it? Yeah, it should Is be it? easily destroyable, though. Like those little fun things that you go to the, the zoo or whatever, and it's like the sandboxes where the children can discover dinosaur eggs. How is that even remotely similar? I mean, we're just workshopping it, right? <laughs> Anyways. So... After the couple had purchased the house, they found that legible old burnt newspaper with their name written on it, last name. It's interesting. There's also apparently another child named Joshua who haunts the rooms of the home. And they said, the owners, when we do tours, we try to split the men and the women because when the women are by themselves, the children aren't so afraid. This is quoted from Eddie, a.k.a. Sunny. what? Say that again. When we do tours, we try to split the men and women up because when the women are by themselves, the children aren't so afraid. Like the children in the house? Yes. Oh, okay. Like the children I was like, what of, are you talking about? The children of the working women. The, the spirit children. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. And he said that they've gotten EVPs on their cameras coming up saying, look, we have new mommies. So I'm sure that all the ladies helped to watch the kids while one was making money. Got you. So I do not just have sarcastically obnoxious things to say about the owners and the history. So in 2017, that is when Kathy Estes and her husband, Sonny and or Eddie or Sunward bought. Just kidding. We still had one more. (laughs) Bought the house. Um, And I put things I personally respect from the owners. The renovations are great of the house like when you watch the twin paranormal video it looks phenomenal because when i looked at the place on oh, realtor.com trashed it had not been maintained nor loved in years and that was in 2017 so they put a lot of like tlc into it and as somebody that's gone to like they have issues with that what do you mean with renovations well, when you have renovations in a very actively haunted house it stirs energy up possibly i feel like they tried to do renovations in like a very there's a man saying that when you do renovations it gives you the physical energy in order for spirits to do physical things makes sense so i mean the the one family who were they is there a nice man in the house possibly there's usually always one nice I'm talking one. to some old dude with a mustache <laughs> He's got white hair. His name Dirty Dan. And he's got like a striped shirt on or like a plaid shirt. That's cute. Some glasses. Some like big ass glasses. So he's from the 70s? (laughs) Probably. 
Uh, the Montgomerys are the ones that just up and left after doing satanic worship and the summoning of demons. They just left, and then that's when Paul bought it. Or if not Paul, Phil. Phil bought it in like the 1990s, maybe. I don't know. Because the Mount's the same dude. The Montgomerys lived there in the 70s. Because this man talks about what's his name? Paul? Phil. Phil, sorry. Like Dr. <laughs> Phil. Is similar to the, the dude. Because now they're telling me about that 70s show because you said 70s. Um, is like Donna's dad. <laughs> like that sort of energy. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which is why he was so scared. Because mm. <laughs> he's just very, has an innocence to him. Mm. Makes like sense. Bob that lives next door in this, that 70s show. <laughs> yeah. Well, whether the Montgomery's are the ones that left it in, just like, I mean, if you just go on realtor.com, you can find it. It does, it is not good. The inside of the house. The Montgomery's are the ones that had the bed and breakfast or no, before that. The satanic rituals. Oh, gotcha. Phil had the bed and breakfast or wanted to. And the Montgomerys, were they a family or was it just those two dudes? No, the two dudes, Curly and Lester, were before the Montgomerys. Okay, so it goes Kyle, the root and toot and shout cowboy yeah. that kills people. Then it goes Curly and Lester, who were bootlegging, prostitute, and murderous weirdos. Okay. And then it goes the Montgomerys, who were the satanic summoning demon uh. people that up and left. And then there's Phil. <laughs> and then there's Phil with the bed and breakfast that didn't work. Hmm. I don't know then. I feel like he's a Montgomery, but I also, that sounds like a lot. Was it a family? <laughs> well, you also got to think about the 1970s was the satanic panic. So, so that would normally they might have tell just like Harry, not to do that. Well, they might have just like Harry Potter books. <laughs> oh, okay. So, or they <laughs> yeah, could have been like. Dude. Is that like the family that I was seeing when we were doing stuff? Like when we were reacting Oh, yeah, because you video. said that you saw a nice family and I'm the one that saw Curly and Lester. Yeah, because that's why I'm like, is there a family? Is there a family? Because this dude looks like one of those people that would be in the family. Ah, well, maybe there's a family before or after the Montgomerys. I don't know. And nobody knows about them because well, you can't the Montgomerys? Find, they're the satanic worshippers, <laughs> according who? to the How internet. people? What are they? They're the ladies, a dude. The seven children. They have nobody. And I couldn't find anything. <laughs> Just Montgomery. I found more on the so bank. So there is more than one. I found more on the make bank. I guess so. Okay. <laughs> well, the Montgomery's is like the weavers. I don't, I don't know. know what that means. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, plural. I assume it's plural. Yeah. There's not a lot. I tried to find the house records. It was hard for me. I'm not a sleuth. I feel like he's a Montgomery. I don't know what that means, but I think he's a Montgomery. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that could 100% track because we have nothing. We have nothing. And I feel like he has a wife with brown hair and they may have had a child, mm. but I don't know. Sounds good. I'm a, I, I have I, nothing, so I, I that I, could be so valid. It's ridiculous. I thought that... The two dudes did the satanic rituals. Mm, according to the twin paranormal, it was the Montgomery's that did it. But I'm sure Curly and Lester could have done some shitty stuff too. I mean, they did. One of them got shot in the face by some woman of the night in, in the bathroom. So, talks to their character. Interesting. He, this dude, him, Lester and Curly says he didn't need to. Who didn't need to? Do satanic shit? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's just like showing me his hands dripping in blood and I'm like, oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm glad my dog can sleep through this. I've been feeling like a man's been standing next to me for like 20 minutes. 
I'm Which just man? casually ignoring it. I don't know. Is he a brown hair? I don't know. I'm casually ignoring it because no, it scares me. Let's look at where we're at. You're a medium. Talk them. Is he scared, dude? We're in my room uh-huh. with my sassy plants and my dog who is literally wheels up snoring. Uh-huh. Talk to the, the <laughs> dude. You're a medium. This is a medium podcast. <laughs> I feel like he's the scary Lester guy. Lester? Because I thought- Which one's the tall dude and which one's I the short Lester's dude? I think Lester's the tall one and Curly's yeah. the short one. But do I have any actual <laughs> validation of that historically? Fuck no. <laughs> Anybody can find better records of this than me? Go for it. Because I can't. I could not. I did, I'm also sleep deprived and did a lot of investigations. And this is, this is, this is the peak of my research. Are you talking to him? I'm trying to. Okay. He is, you're, he's, you talk to him easier because he's very masculine. He's very scary. That's why I don't want to talk to him. I already had a scary encounter with a scary man. <laughs> don't need another one, especially in my house. Well, he says that he just likes to talk about gory stuff. And I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. What else did I have to say? Do, 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 do. Oh, I was talking about why I like the Estes's, the current owners. So the fact that they actually put a lot of work into restoring the house makes me happy because I feel like a lot of places that you go to that are haunted places, uh, everybody's just like, come annoy the spirits and be obnoxious and we're not going to like restore anything or even try to like just vacuum the floor so it's nicer. Like, just nothing and it makes me really angry because like you should have like a certain level of respect for the souls that you're allowing people to come see in their home so like you should take care of it so the fact that they do makes me very happy it's a very admirable thing the other thing is the owners feel that the spirits get overwhelmed and tired from so many people wanting to interact with them so they have set days during the week that they close the entire place down to any guests could you imagine, like, okay, they say that you only get rest when you're dead. They do. They have fucking off days. <laughs> they have days where, like, you know, it's, 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 the, it's God's day. It's Sunday. You can't come investigate here. Chick-fil-A I like, is closed on Sundays. And so is the Hill House. Is that accurate? I don't know. I didn't look at their schedule. But the fact that they have days where the place is closed because they're like, our spirits don't need to be hassled or heckled by you today. They need a break. Like, what, is it that busy, dude? <laughs> I guess so. Because the, the spirits get angry. So they have days where it's closed and no one can go there. And I feel like that is an absolutely lovely thing to do. And I 100% ship it. Well, Did you like my dissertation on everything around the Hill House? <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah, I really tried. I mean, people went there first because some guy had rheumatism and drank water that was crunchy and got sick and then was like everyone else is doing I'm just gonna keep doing it and then he got better and then a whole bunch of other people dug wells and were like yee howdy these wells are great and then a whole bunch of people got there they started camping they started making towns it became a town then there was brothels and there was hotels and then there was bootlegging then there was droughts and trains and the lack of trains and hack people on ponies everywhere there's a dude that scratches people in the hill house. There is a Navy base. I think it's Fort Wal- Walter or Waltmer, something like that. And like during World War One, which brought a lot of business to the hotel and the surrounding areas. And if uh, this hill house place was support, like supplying prostitutes to the hotel, you mm-hmm. know, that's a fun time. For somebody, maybe. It's a choice. It's a choice. That's a better way to say that. (laughs) (laughs) 
And during Prohibition, again, another choice. Yeah. So you can only imagine what a type of things place. were going on. Too much iron in the water. Crunchy. Too many minerals in the wells. <laughs> what if you just hit the water and it was like Perrier, just bubbly mineral water, and everyone's like, wee wee. <laughs> I don't know. I also think Perrier is Italian, not French, but whatever. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways... Did you like our dissertation? If not, don't tell us because I'll cry. We'd like to thank our patrons and all of our lovely psychics that support our videos as well as our podcasts. And um, I hope I've been hearing Em talk this whole time. Em, say something. We forgot to check that. Something. I think it worked. Good enough for me. <laughs> what else do we have to say? Yeah, you want to talk about this stuff with other fun people that are like us and us? You should join our Patreon. We also Until have then. a lovely dad joke. Do we? So Liv can tell you about the dad joke things while I find it. Oh, if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be phantasmagorical because that helps us rank and search and help other people find us. Also, if anybody knows anything about Two Girls, One Ghost, I heard that they were talking schmack about us from someone else and we just need to connect with them, I guess. You need to know what episode they were talking schmack in so that we can we listen can to it. Talk to them. <laughs> They got a lot of episodes. I've been trying to listen to them, but I can't find it. Yeah. So if you guys know Two Girls, One Ghost or and or the episode in which they talk schmack about us, please let us know because that would be great. We would love to talk schmack to their face about them and it would be fun because we might have pizza involved, at least on one side or another. But if you could leave an Apple podcast review, that would be great. Figure out where Two Girls, One Ghost talked about us and leave a dad joke in your Apple review. Or just something funny that you thought was interesting that we were talking about. Did anyone else just see a bat fly through this room? No, you mean the fly that just flew past your face? Okay, as long as it's a fly. We've been ghost hunting for too long. There, <laughs> there was, was bat. one bat and it didn't even fly at us moving. this time. It was really cute, honestly. And I had a hat, so I was prepared. Okay, I'm ready for your dad joke. Okay, do you want to hear a pizza joke? I would like to eat pizza. No, it's it's too cheesy. Now I'm kind of sad because I want pizza too. You want to get cheesy bread? Are we ordering pizza? Yes. Because I would be about that too. Okay, great. We are your meta sidekicks. Wow. just started adding the dad jokes to our project manager and there's two completed sections you're welcome have a nice day